I don't want to embarrass Bailey, but Bailey could not extract her file from her phone for weeks. I've been able to download the file before to Walt, the voice memo, but for some reason I couldn't last time. So. Do you think you'll be able to this time? Well, so... <laughs> wow, he's really on your case. Wow. You should have seen the email I wrote. Scathing? <laughs> No, he, it was like a 14-page. He was giving thing. me all kinds of tips and links to how I could figure it out, and so I am recording it on my computer and on my phone. So right, as long as you can get it out of the phone. Wow. Not to, I don't want to embarrass you. I know tech <laughs> is not everyone's cup of tea. Wow, all this passive aggressiveness. Holy crow! I know. Woo! <laughs> Finally, I got the file. You got it to iCloud instead of Google Drive. I was using Google Drive before the last session. So here's my question. Is there any chance, I'm not a doctor or anything, but is there a chance that you got COVID from iCloud? Because hmm. Grace and I don't have it, never got it, and we use Google Drive. Wow. So is it possible? You know, when you talk to someone on your phone, and you're holding it up like this. You can feel like the, that's how they do that ocarina thing that, you know, you can actually feel, it's not their actual breath, but you can feel like a little. A vibration. Not a vibration even, like you can feel this little puff, you know, of maybe that's what happened. Right. And then when you mm -hmm. used iCloud, you got COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask, what was it, what was it like to have I'm, that? I'm better. <laughs> No. You haven't had it? I don't think so. I mean, you know, I've I haven't either. been tested many times, and I suppose I could have and been asymptomatic, but thus far, I don't know that. Well, my first time, it was like having a, a cold. Oh, you had it before. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, I had it a couple of years ago. I had it sort of in the beginning. Oh. Yeah. And this time, it was all cough. And it wasn't like, I, it wasn't shortness of breath cough. It was more just kind of just in my throat congestion. It was so bad on like about a week ago. It was terrible. Well, you know, it's weird though. There's this flu thing going around too. And it's, it's exactly the same. It's all like my sister got tested twice and they said no both times, but she's got the cough. She just had a chest X-ray to find out if she had pneumonia. Mm. I mean, that's, it sounds exactly the same, you know? So it's like, it's like how would people know unless they definitely get tested. Right. Like she thought she had COVID at first. But I was like, did you get tested? No. Well, go get freaking tested. <laughs> so anyway. You're so supportive, Grace. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is the sister who, like my parents, she will not like let them even go into a restaurant anymore. And like she's on their backs, like in a really negative way about stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then she's all sick one day. She's got this raging sore throat and she goes to their house and she sleeps over at their house. Oh, hello. What? What right do you have? You know, are you kidding me? And then, you know, she's saying, I got the COVID. I'm like, did you get tested? No. Well, go get tested in case you want to go to mom and dad's for some reason. Oh, my God. Like, no, no rationality. Uh huh. Wow, no rationality. Our regular listener in Connecticut, he got COVID. <laughs> yeah, how's he? He's had it like three weeks. And he went to the doctor and said, what's up? I thought it was like a two-week thing. And the doctor said, it's three weeks, it's six weeks, it's four months. We have no idea. We've seen everything. So Yeah, my friend's mother had it and a while ago. Actually, the poor woman's had it twice. She's like 90 or 91, you know. 
like she's totally suffering from long COVID now. Yeah. You know, she just has no energy. Mm. Sometimes her breathing is funky. You know, it's really, she's moving into my friend's house for a while. Um, you know, while she kind of tries to get over it. What, mm. Bailey, do you feel like, you know, you're getting over it or it's still, it's still lingering? Oh, okay. for, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's still, it's, but it's just that congestion. And now Jack has it. So. Oh, jeez. And his best, his best friend has it. So they're both, they're oh, both, they're God. both here bunked up in the house. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, at least they have someone to talk to, right? right. You know, not to make this a medical podcast, but uh, I had really bad bronchitis in mm-hmm. December. I remember that, yeah. I think. And I, ne- yeah. I never got tested or anything. The doctor said it's just bronchitis, but it was really bad. And then I got over it, and it's three or four months later, I started having this breathing thing. Like on the treadmill, I'd mm. start feeling it, and it wasn't like I couldn't catch my breath. I just completely ran out of energy, like a battery running down. And then that would go away, and then a couple of weeks later, it would come back. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I'm either reaching the end of my cardiovascular life, <laughs> or it could be the after effects of COVID. Maybe I did have COVID. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard something the other day that said that even people who didn't have it are having some of those effects and I, I, you know, I didn't listen close. This is like many of the things that I talk about. I didn't listen closely enough to <laughs> to hear what the upshot was. Like, is it is it like sympathetic mm-hmm. pregnancy or is it just is it actually like pandemic related with lack of right. exercise? Blah 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 so, blah. So, so when you're talking to people, you're usually <laughs> thinking about what you're going to say next or what you're going to have for dinner. Yeah. Well, that's true of everyone, isn't it? <laughs> Well, I I just did one of those assessments again because I'm taking part in this, um, it's called collaborative performance management training. I basically just did it to kind of get out of the office for three hours a week, you know? So it's like 10 weeks, 12 weeks. And where was I going with this? Oh, you know, I found out when I took it the first time, it's the DISC assessment. I, I was a D and now I'm an I with D second. And I means that I like to talk. And I like to interact with people and I like to collaborate with people. And it said sometimes considered too chatty. No. <laughs> so, I know. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe. No, I, it's, it's said that I am too talkative sometimes. <laughs> what do the other initials stand for? D is dominant, I believe. Um, and it said that, like, I believe I sort of have to be that way at work. But what I prefer is the I, and which I think is an interesting kind of you know, wrinkle in those assessments. Uh, S is, what is that? Uh, C is, wow, I can't even remember. But C is, uh, are the accountants and the people who like the detail and the, you know, keeping things in order and like the data and all that. And S, I don't know, maybe it's sensitive or something like that. I don't know. They, I can't remember. You know, it's basically like whether your uh, orientation is toward people or facts and whether you, uh, God, I can't fucking remember any of it. I just took it. Like left brain, right brain? That's what it sounds like. Uh, Maybe, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's different than Myers-Briggs because it actually has like a quantitative data behind it. And why did, why did you take it? It's part of this, this HR thing I'm doing. It's called collaborative performance management. And and, and I'm lying. I mean, I took it because <laughs> the person who reported to me, we basically let her go. And 
it, I had a pretty bad experience with her and I could not figure out how to make it work because I've been in, in uh, situations before, like my last job, the designer there, like I could tell she was very resistant at first to really working with me because I started out as like freelancing with them, you know, and then I got the job full time. But after a while, you know, we worked really well together and like all the people who reported to me were real introverts, you know. And I'm, surprise, surprise, an extrovert. But, you know, we got that stuff ironed out, too. But with her, like, I could never iron it out. And and she used to, like, try to undermine me with, like, the, our student assistants and things like that. And, and she also had big issues. Like, we moved into new offices. And as soon as we moved in, right, it was too hot. It was too cold. The heating system was too loud. It was too bright in her window. Then the walls were buckling. And then she te started testing the water in the water fountains for pH. And she wow. was insisting that someone change the mm. pH levels in the yeah. water fountain. Interesting. <laughs> she has personal issues. <laughs> yeah, she has personal issues, too. But also, you know, she just wasn't doing what I needed her to do at all. I think it's time for you to move on. Yeah. Does she listen to this podcast? Is she going to be surprised to hear any of this? <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> So you can leave it in, Walt. <laughs> well, she's gone anyway, so. So it's collaborative management? Collaborative performance management. They talk a lot about your style of communicating and um, how to coach people. It's one of those pick three words and stick them together and then make it sound like a <laughs> Maybe. brand. Maybe. But, you know, it is it is interesting when they talked about the coaching stuff, like I totally applied it to Luis. And, and there are some things that I've tried to do on my own, even before I learned about this, but like stop giving advice. You know what I mean? Like he's not asking you for your advice, nor does he want it. And so stop giving it and just ask him questions about what's going on, because they call it like the advice monster. And I really have that in spades, no doubt. Isn't that also for referred to as being a nag well perhaps <laughs> in certain situations <laughs> and what's the what's the outcome going to be or has there been an outcome or well you know it's you're the hope is that and it's a you know it's a large group so um the, i think the hope of, of everyone is that like you can you know you can help the the people who want to have a coaching relationship and a collaborative relationship. You can all work better together by knowing how you communicate and how they communicate, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then it also tells you, like, don't even try to bother with the people that you can't coach. <laughs> like, they're not going to, they're not going to. And that's what I experienced, you know. And I guess I thought, like, maybe I was really doing something wrong. And maybe I was. Because they were talking about when you're doing all this, pick, like, the person. If you have, like, six people that report to you, pick the person in the middle who's, you know, maybe your average performer. You got your high performers and people who just suck. And pick a person in the middle and, and kind of pitch everything to them, you know. Mm -hmm. And I said, why wouldn't you pitch it to the lowest level? And they said, because you're not going to get anything from those people. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So some people yeah. are just, it's just not going to work no matter it's what. It's just not going to work. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of sad, isn't it? Well, isn't that kind of like the law of thirds with therapy, right? A third of the people get better, a third of the people stay the same, and a third of the people get worse. Mm -hmm. There's also the saying in the military that there's always 4% who don't get the word, no matter what you do, how many memos you put out, how many orders. There's a 4% that are just out of it. I would think it was higher than that. <laughs> I know. It doesn't sound like much. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it means the absolute yeah, you know, bottom of yeah. the 
<laughs> so right. if they said incoming incoming missiles you know they're right. on the way they'd be just sitting there on the beach in their beach chair and there'd be four out of a hundred people <laughs> who still didn't get it and they're still there when we i am um, you know going back to our dreams topic i've been having a lot of crazy dreams oh <laughs> back at it oh boy well last night i had one with us in it all of us and it was all like old buck and Pauline people oh and wow. we were at some big party and it was, for some reason, it was all in these bedrooms in this house. And at one point, I wanted to go to bed. And Daisy had put all this stuff on my bed. And I was like, I was like, I want to go to bed. What the fuck is wrong with you? And that... Daisy? Daisy. Wow. Well, she and I wow. always had our uh, issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, sweet uh... Southern Belle. Just, you know. <laughs> Well, then she's another person, right? Yeah, like she yeah, taught agreed. me a lot of really good things, but then she could push my freaking buttons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I like the way you laughed just then, a manic kind of, <laughs> it's almost scary. Well, it was really funny when I woke up, I was laughing, but you guys were there and I wish I could remember there was something with you, Walt. I think I think maybe your, your our, our single fan was with you, even though I don't know who that single fan is really, but he, I think he was there. I don't know. And then the other night I had a big Christian Bale. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Are you going to see his new movie? I keep seeing the trailer for that, so yeah. I'm sure that's why. <laughs> On the topic of people we used to work with. Yeah. So I worked for a training company, and Walt used to do writing for us and such. And um, the woman I worked with, her uncle used to be one of our trainers, and he died recently. So she sent out this text to all these people, you know, family as well as previous people who worked with him and knew him, and she wants to do like a little Zoom memorial. And I'm, and, uh, and I'm trying to decide, because, you know, I knew him, but I didn't know him that well, and I'm pretty sure I'm not going to know a lot of the people on the Zoom call, and I want to kind of be there for her, but at the same time, I really don't want to do it, so I'm having a, I'm having a little challenge trying to decide what to do what do you think you mean there's people there that you would prefer not to reconnect with in any respect or no, okay no not no not that not that i just i just don't I, you know i don't know if it's going to be this giant group of people who are oh no like people that knew him that are going to be on the call and you know is it just going to be people are going to be sharing memories and you know i knew him but not that well i didn't have a huge amount of time with him so i'm trying to decide what to do be respectful and you know, he was a lovely man, and I totally oh. appreciate her doing that. But I'm just trying to decide if I want to do it. Well, right. well I, uh, Walt, I feel like you're the death expert, so maybe you should weigh in on this. Okay. I don't know why I consider you the death expert. Because you always have this attitude about death, like, yeah, when I go, I go. always thought about death a lot now that you bring it up, but uh, <laughs> you do too. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I think is that, that people think they're too important. I think how many billion people have died that have no place anywhere, have no remembrance, Right, were born and died and went off. And it's just a completely natural thing. And if, you know, people become victims, I think, early on. when they. Or do you think people are just too worried about their legacy? Yeah, I think that's part of it. They, they expect, expect more than there will be anyway. You know, the old mm -hmm. thing about in, in 100 years, the last person you spoke to will be gone. You know, mm -hmm. you, nobody will remember you. So why worry about that? And, and also that when you're dead, you have no, supposedly you have no 
knowledge of that. It's you, you don't you don't really have any attachment to death because you're just gone. You know, mm -hmm. like going to sleep. The dirt nap. Unless there's things we don't know and can't imagine. Right. It just stops. You know, so you can't be sad about it. Mm -hmm. the, the people who are sad about it are left behind. So don't be a victim. Who was it that said that you're truly dead after the like the last person remembers you? Right, that's what Walt was just saying. Yeah. Right. I guess you weren't you weren't listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think that was the point you were making. I thought it was sort of different, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe your point was too long winded. Maybe maybe it and was. And I totally lost the plot of it. Ouch. Maybe. <laughs> I was man mansplaining. Yeah. Yes, you were mansplaining. And all you had to do was really bring up the real quote. Who is So that means you weren't even original with it, Walt. Someone already said that. So back in the 90s, I had a, a little problem with cancer in my, in my back, skin in my back. Mm. So I've ever since did, then... I don't think you told anyone that, did you? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't remember. You know, I don't didn't make a big thing out of it. I mean, it was just a skin cancer. So it was skin cancer. They had an operation, okay. and I probably waited too long to go to the doctor, as I always do. I I have a theory that if you ignore your medical problems, they go away. You're not alone. And that one didn't. So for thirty years, I've been going every six months to a dermatologist. So two weeks ago, I went, and I the doctor came in the room, and and uh, from Eight feet away, she said, what's that on your head? And I said, I don't know, a pimple or a spider bite or something? And, uh, and she said, no, that's almost certainly skin cancer. And then she looked and did a biopsy and found another one on my neck. So, mm. you know, it's not a... Oh, my gosh. It's probably nothing. Mm. But I was, you know, that's given me a lot of time to think about that. Like you said, Bailey, before when you had the false reading on your mammogram, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you immediately start thinking about that. And yeah. I, and, yeah. And I thought about it and then I thought, well, fine. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> My father-in-law has had stuff taken off his face forever and his head. Right. My mom, so. too. Yeah, my mom, too. Right. But, I, you know, I just thought. Well, I, you know, I got this far, and how long are you supposed to go, and what's the difference? And after a day and a half of thinking, maybe I'll die, I, I began to think, well, maybe I will, but so what? You know, I, mm -hmm. didn't, I don't know if it's the deny. It's not denial. I completely accept it, and that's I'm good. Okay with it, you know. I mean, that's probably the best way to be. For me, it's like you know, if I was to die, I've got two kids. That's what I think of. That's what and I that, think of. You know, my daughter and I are incredibly close, and I think, you know, if I died, that would be re really hard on her. And, right. You know, and Jack, even though he's only 17. Right. But <laughs> Well, Cecilia and I had to talk. You know, we've been joined mm -hmm. at the hip for 40 years, 35 years, and, and uh, I always had hoped that she would die first, not for the obvious reasons that I could... <laughs> Really? But I thought, <laughs> I thought I would rather take the hit. Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah. I would rather have to go through that because it'll be, it'll be devastating for whoever's left. Right. Yeah. But we had the talk about if it's me first and she 
you know, assured me that she doesn't give a shit. She's already got a Tinder account <laughs> set up. <laughs> <laughs> that she would be fine and out, you know, out dancing the next day and all that. So, so. Yeah. And she said, uh, that's funny because I always wanted you to go first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that made it, that mm. also was a freeing thing because we had that discussion that right. I suppose a lot of people never have, you know. No, it's yeah. true. I mean, I see that with my parents. You know, my dad is still in total denial. You know, my mom, she used to, well, my mom has this habit of like acting like she knows everything about something or she doesn't care about something and it's all bullshit. You know, she just is parroting something that she heard on Oprah or whatever, right? <laughs> and she used to be like, oh, if I'm dead, I'm dead. I don't care about both. A couple of weeks ago, we we're talking. She's like, well, now that it's getting closer, I don't want to die. Right. I'm like, no fucking kidding. Who does? <laughs> You know, I I don't know. I just rather people be honest about it. I guess, like I'm, yeah, you know, right, right. I can barely think about it because it freaks me out. I had a theory that uh, possibly when you die, everybody gets their own planet. Mm. You think that's that'd be cool. Well, there's enough of them out there. Maybe that's what happens. Mm. You get your own. But who is allocating the planets? Maybe it's just a natural it. allocation of. I don't know. <laughs> so. If, that's death. Yeah. Do you want to say any more about death? <laughs> <laughs> Cecilia said to me the other day, hey, Angela Lansbury died. And I said, murdered? <laughs> oh, God. It, it, was, it was like a half a second. Right. That's pretty good, I think. That is pretty good. Someone as old as yeah. I am. <laughs> They're going to dim the lights of the Great White Way tonight. Are they? <laughs> yes. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's a good way to be remembered, right? means a lot mm -hmm. of people cared about you. And... Maybe that's when she's going to jump jump on her star. Maybe. But, and they dim those lights. But that's another thing. You know, who cares? You don't know. You're gone. You don't know that anybody's remembering no, you. Don't. you, or... you know. So Supposedly. Those pre-funeral roasts or something are better than... Roasts. <laughs> ...than the after. Yeah, yeah. But what about, all the, what about all the people who really believe in ghosts and things like that? Like, even if they don't believe in religion, mm -hmm. right. they believe in ghosts. What about that? I mean, there are a lot of people. Yes. I have a couple of friends who have clearly had, you know, communication with their father or whatever. You know, they feel like they're in the room with them or they appear. Right. Really? Yeah, I have a friend that had that with her dad. So What happened exactly? Oh, she just felt like she'd be, you know, in a room or thinking about something and she could completely sense him with her. Mm -hmm. huh. Yeah, that, you hear that a lot. I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah. There's yeah. something like 70-something uh, percent of Americans believe in angels. Mm -hmm. It's an oh. amazingly high number. Hmm. I think ghosts is probably more than that. Well, I think we make it all up to make ourselves feel better, don't we? Yeah. Well, like the angel thing. That's. I mean, that's what I think. But su yeah, su suppose <laughs> there is an Angela Lansbury ghost. Is she going to go down, you know, the Great White Way and watch the lights dim and think, "Wow, how cool was I?" Part of her you name know? is Angel. So oh my God. She's already good, there. Good catch, Bailey. Mm. <laughs> and people say they see things like that. What do you think they've seen? Just something out of the corner of their eye that they want to believe that. Yeah, I think you imagine things. I, yeah, I think so, too. I've heard people say, like, somebody died recently or, you know, within a couple of days, and then a bird comes in, on the windowsill or... Oh, yeah. That happens yeah. all the time. They're convinced that that's the soul of the Yeah, the I person. don't... That's totally coincidence. I mean, when you hear about coincidences in the world, there's amazing coincidences, you know, and so... Yeah. Oh, sure. And again, that's... I, you're looking for it. You want to believe it. And so yeah. You, right. You, 
tuck it into your brain that way. I like to think that anything is possible. Mm -hmm. Just when you look at the universe, and our brains are not built to handle anything outside of Newtonian physics. So, you know, you can't mm -hmm. understand anything right. that astrophysicists say. You can't even conceive of mm -hmm. it, so. Your brain can't know what your brain doesn't know. Right. And that speaks to that directly. I mean, you, you can't imagine what really could be. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Mm -hmm. I would like to be blown away after I die. You know, like I get, I get there and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I never thought, I never thought oh, this I, was going to happen. I, I went with something else there. <laughs> when you said blown away, I'm like, right. you get shot after you die? What? what? <laughs> so keep your mind open. Yeah. Uh.